All right, guys, thanks for joining the Hippocrats podcast. I am here with Carl Emmerich from TikTok. How are you doing, Carl? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing great. <laughs> so I just want to thank you so much for joining. You are the first left-leaning person who has actually come onto my show. And I mean, we actually have a debate tomorrow. Um, well, this will be releasing on the same day as that. So you are just full of surprises. I am, I am very happy that you are able to do this kind of interaction with people you disagree with. That says a lot about you. It's mad respect, man. No, yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be your first leftist guest, but I definitely hope I'm not the last. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so you you seem like you're a pretty young guy. Um, it doesn't seem like you have any kids. No, um, yeah, no, I'm 23. Okay, yeah, you're so definitely just, young. Just, gradu- just graduated, yeah. <laughs> okay. So typically when I talk to people on here, I like to find out where they originated politically. And I noticed a lot of people at a younger age, like your age, you're, you're getting political at younger ages. I wasn't political until my mid to late twenties. And uh, so I'm happy to see that people are actually getting into politics and getting into um, important things at such a young age. How long have you been into politics now? You know, not that long. It was kind of like my senior year coming out of high school. It was like the first issue, there was really two issues that like kind of caught a spark with me was the first was just like legalizing marijuana. It's just like, I didn't even think of it as a political issue at the time, but mm-hmm. there just seemed to be such an inherent contradiction between alcohol being legal and marijuana not being illegal. 100%. And it just, and then, yep. you know, it kind of sprung from there into like legalizing all drugs. That's kind of like a position I've held for like a long time. Same like, here, actually. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's yeah. like one of my first, like more like I, I didn't realize it. Well, I did kind of that it's a more radical position, but like it just d- doesn't make sense to me. And it sounds like I don't view it as radical. I view it as common sense. <laughs> it, should, it should be common sense. So, absolutely. Yeah. No, um, um, and- I, I show the same things. No, of course. And then the other issue was kind of learning about the, uh, they're very completely unrelated. And this one is like uh, the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. I just I thought that those were just such insane and like really blatant war crimes, in my opinion. Same and here. just to kind of learn about those and just like to hear about it. And then obviously I've learned you know a lot more about just U.S. imperialism since then. Um, but just those were the first two issues that just like really caught into me. But what's like really interesting is I was a libertarian at first. When I first started getting into politics, I was very much like a libertarian. And like, I mean, that's how I kind of came to those two issues. At least I thought. And I was like, oh, the government shouldn't be involved in regulating drugs. And then I was like, oh, the government, the government shouldn't be bombing people. It seemed like pretty straightforward. And it just kind of like went into the libertarian line of thinking. And then like, this was all around, you know, 2016, the presidential election and everything. And like, I actually like, you know, I I, I knew about Gary Johnson. I, I even went to a Gary Johnson to shake his hand and everything um and I, you know he was a bit of a an odd guy but you know i thought that he you know lined up with my politics i think i ended up you know i'm in oregon so my vote never actually mattered um but i think i, I think <laughs> I, I ended up voting for hillary clinton but okay. um at the same time like i i definitely viewed myself as more of like a libertarian i never liked trump um but just and that was kind of me for like a while and then obviously i got like really into the bernie sanders campaign of course but okay. like that's when i started having these like weird like contradictions in my ideology i'm like can I, you know can i be a libertarian and still support medicare for all i'm like how, how does that work and obviously it doesn't obviously those are two very big contradictions um but you know that, that was kind of like how it started to form and then uh, i actually went and lived in norway for about four months on like a study abroad really? and that and so that was like a pretty big like uh just did a good job in like cementing my ideology like a little bit more concretely and just learning about more about like the way they do their system and you know norway and just traveling all around europe um and then you know from there you know obviously i was pretty involved with the 2020 bernie sanders campaign and you know i read a lot of you know noam chomsky and a lot of other stuff and so that's kind of my politics today well that's pretty cool man that's uh that's pretty quick in such a short span so i actually started left wing and i worked my way to the right okay now that's interesting now what was was there an issue that like was it all at once or was it um because you know for me it was like 
a lot of issues while I was like came to them from a libertarian way I still believe them today like for example I'm very pro-immigration still I'm very like you know obviously pro-drug I'm pro like um you know I'm very anti-imperialism um so those things kind of stayed the same it was just like you know the mostly the economic stuff that shifted what about you well see it started with me I, I always had this idea like why can't the government fix this why can't the government they could just easily just snap their fingers and fix this you know like what why are we having these issues? And um, that's just kind of my way of thinking back when I was in high school. You know, I wasn't very political. I didn't know too much about politics. And uh, as I started to live life, you know, I started my first job um, where my boss was actually political. He was very left leaning. And so I got a lot of my ideas from him. You know, he's very pro union and which I, I'm pro union too, but I'm not pro union government union. I'm pro union for the people or the people run the unions and the government has nothing to do with it. You know, okay, um, I, I, have an, I have an interesting question then for you. Finish sure. what you're saying, but then I want to I want to go back to that. Yeah, sure. Go on. So you know, I I just kind of followed what his ideology was because to me it made sense. You know, and then after I um, I got in trouble at a very young age, and uh, after I got in trouble, I, you know, I basically lived a, a life of uh, needless. I basically lived a life of uh, oppression. You know, I couldn't couldn't find a place to live, couldn't find jobs, couldn't. Um, you know, can't vote, can't own firearms, can't do anything. You know, they basically, they just, you're, you're no longer a citizen anymore. You know, you're treated like you're not a citizen. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I went homeless because you couldn't even get government housing because of my situation. Um, so I basically just lived off of the system by myself. Um, you know, I, I had a wife and I had kids and I had a kid on the way at the time too when I was homeless. So, I mean, I just, I lived a really rough, a really rough life. I lived in a, my uh, majority, you know, minority neighborhoods, you know, so I've experienced that. So I just, I lived a really rough, a rough childhood and um, kind of grew up seeing how the economy runs and how people kind of abuse the economy and or abuse the system. And, um, you know, just kind of seeing my in and outs of, of how everything works. And I'm kind of like, like, why, why are we allowing this? You know, why, why are we letting the government take our money and do what they want with it? Why can't we have the responsibility? We could do this ourselves. You know, why, why do we need somebody to tell us what to do when we could easily do this ourselves? You know, if you want to help somebody, help them. You don't need to say, hey, I'm going to force you to help people. It just never made sense to me. Interesting. Now, you, you said something interesting there. You said you feel like there was like a lot. You saw a lot of people abusing the system. Do you feel mm -hmm. like you personally were abusing the system? And like, what do you kind of consider to be abuse of the system? Well, like I, I've had a lot of uh, family members and a lot of friends of family members who would claim uh, like depression and different kind of uh, type of disabilities and actually collect disability money. And then they would get pills, you know, for, for their disability for depression and they would sell those pills for money, you know, and then they go to jail and come get back out of jail and do it again. Interesting. Okay. You know, and then, so, and what about you personally? Do you feel like you were ever, cause I, I don't know if you, specifically said if you ever received any sort of uh government assistance that you feel yeah, like yeah. maybe I've, you I've took advantage of or do you think it helped you get back on your when, feet um, when i lived with my mom when i was under 18 you know yeah. and then um my ex-wife was able to get some government assistance when we moved to like a bigger city you know kind of more minority run areas and the the government assistance there you get way more money <laughs> in those oh, bigger yeah. cities oh yeah way more money <laughs> And um, do you feel like there was ever a point where you felt like, I guess, dependent on it or did it? Uh, no, I, I hated it. I absolutely hated feeling. I was so embarrassed by using it. I never wanted to. Um, there was a, uh, so many people there that you could tell felt very entitled to it. You know, they're they're very upset that they weren't getting more money. And I mean, we're talking ridiculous amounts of money, the amount of money that you get when you're, you're in welfare programs. I mean, I have five kids and they were offering to do braces for all of my kids. Um, they paid for all the um, the childbirth. Uh, schooling lunches are paid for um you know basically you want child care is taken care of so you can go to work 
I mean, basically everything you want, you're talking probably over a hundred thousand dollars worth of money that you can have being living off the government assistance. The hardest part was actually transitioning to what I call the threshold, getting off of that and, and being dependent on your own money. When you start making too much money to where they don't allow you to, because you actually take a huge cut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a, a large amount of money that you are no longer offered. They, they just stop everything. And then yeah, you're no, just, so yeah, it, it is very difficult to get off the system. Well, now it's, um, you know, it's really interesting because a lot of the things that I feel like you listed there, you know, it seemed like, you know, free lunches for your kids and then, all, mm-hmm. you know, free schooling and then kind of healthcare related stuff. And just, I find that really interesting because like, you know, in most, and not just most, uh, every other developed nation, you know, those things are like considered just the floor. Like, you know, mm-hmm. people, everybody has access to those things. And like, I mean, that's always been kind of my approach is I believe in like these more universal based systems. You know, I believe in Medicare for all. I believe in, you know, everyone having access to preschool and things like that. Um, and so it's just like, I find it interesting that you're like, oh, it was difficult, you know, kind of coming off of that. And I'm like, yeah, I, I agree kind of that that probably is difficult coming off of that, where I think that everybody should have access to those things. And like, what, what is your kind of response to that? Uh, I, I'm a huge advocate for freedom. You know, being in trouble, I, I've learned that uh, all of my freedoms are kind of taken away and uh, I hate it. You know, I, I, I love freedom and I love our ability to choose. I hate having health. I hate having to be forced to be on health care when I could save so much money not being on it. Pardon me. You know, um, the whole idea that, um, when, when Obama came in and he would penalize us like $1,200 for not having health care when I never wanted it to begin with, because I don't, the whole idea of paying these large insurance programs, I mean, the insurance programs of privatized business of insurance is the reason why our health care started off going up so high in the first place. And then when the government steps in, it just made it way worse. Because if you think about it, a hospital can't do anything if they're not getting any money, right? So if, if I go into work, if I go into the hospital and I can't afford their, if nobody can afford their care, well, then the hospital is going to go out of business. They need to be able to um, do work for a lower amount of money. Whatever people can afford, that's what they have to take as a business. That's how it works. So when you start having people write you basically blank checks because there's a bunch of people forking out money, well, now they're, they're getting all the money they actually want. And that's how they you know basically build this huge empire for the most part you know you know that's that's interesting because like i've you know i hear obviously you know people say that often but like you know you can we can look at you know countries that have substantially more government involvement in their healthcare system than we do you know we have the least amount of government involvement than any other developed country um but you know we pay more per person than any other developed country and so it seems to me the cultures are very different as well you know we have we have higher heart disease obesity I mean, our culture is very different. We eat, we eat shittier foods. We don't exercise as much. We're very entitled here. We have a lot of basically laziness. You know, you can you can live off of nothing. You know, you see how many fat people that we have here that are poor, considered poor. I mean, poor here is different than poor in other countries. But you know, we have a huge obesity problem in our lower class. That that says a lot. You know, we do we do definitely have an obesity problem. But you know, it's interesting. I mean, like uh, you know, for example, and I think uh, most European countries they have like regulations on uh, like high fructose corn syrup and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, limiting that going in foods and whatnot. You know, it seems like also it seems you know maybe we b- might be arguing a bit of a chicken and the egg thing. But you know, I definitely argue that one of the reasons like we have so many like cases of heart disease and obesity and it, honestly, it's we lead. <laughs> every other developed nation in preventable deaths, you know, not just, you know, obesity and uh, heart disease. Um, and I think that a big part of that is that, the, you know, a lot of people don't have access to the healthcare that they do in these other countries. And just to kind of like get back to the cost thing, just that like that principle you were talking about where if the, you know, if, the, if, if this uh, hospital is relying on this, this you know, this blank check, um, then they're just, you know, not going to be efficient or whatever. Um, I, I think that our system, you know, compared to, you know, say the UK is going, you know, kind of contradicts that a little bit. Well, our system's a mixed system. Uh, as far as our healthcare goes, it's mixed. Uh, you, you can't take socialized programs and take capitalism and mix them. It really doesn't work. And, and 
in one aspect, in one area. You need to be one or the other. And I would much rather be capitalist because then I would have the freedom to not pay for it if I don't want to than well, to be forced to pay for it. Now, that's interesting, too, though, because all those other developed nations, you know, while they are uh, you know, more socialized than us, they're all capitalist nations. You know what I mean? Denmark is a capitalist nation. Their, their economy is, but they're, you know, when it comes to their health care and all that stuff, they're not. Um, you know, it, it depends on the country you're talking about. You know, a country like Switzerland or Singapore, they have like more like, you know, there is some more privatization than we do. Um, you know, like, yeah. for example, I mean, a lot of those are actually going more privatized as they go. Um, um, they, a lot of them were more socialized and are switching to more privatized when it comes to like retirement and stuff like that, just because their funds are running out in those areas. You know, it, it definitely depends on the country you're talking about. But I'm, I'm you well, know, the, so yeah. culture in every country makes a big difference. It depends on how we live, too. You know, we can't, we can't say one culture will adapt to another because the culture is completely different. You know, the, our culture here is completely different than anywhere else in the world. So I'm, I'm sure I'm, you'd agree to that. I'm a little curious. Well, you know, it's interesting because I feel like, you know, one thing I definitely noticed, you know, when I was abroad and, you know, I, I, is that uh, American culture is uh, permeates in many ways into these mm-hmm. other countries. You know, they consume, you know, American media. They listen to, you know, American music, things like that. And so I'm, I'm curious, like what elements of the culture, you know, they have McDonald's. They had McDonald's in Norway when I was there. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, fast food and everything. But it seems like, you know, it can't just be, you know, access to these certain you know, fast food products. That is the difference because, you know, unless like oh, no, for no. some reason people in the U S just have like have poor discipline disproportionately, it seems like they're like, must be some other factor. Well, do they have massive drug problems, gang problems, you know, um, guns? I mean, we, we just have a completely different culture that's lived off of more of like a wild West type of, you know, activity. So, I mean, we we're used to living wild and free here compared to other mm-hmm. countries that are a little more contained, a little more, uh, disciplined. Um, they, we get a lot of people in from those other countries that have those those mentalities, those cultures, and they thrive here. They do a fantastic here. Well, that's um, I've always I've always thought that was a bit of a I, I've heard people make the argument before, but it's mm-hmm. always you know we have a uh, you know fairly strict immigration process, and so people who you know come over here are mm-hmm. you know disproportionately more well off. You know you you have to be more financially well off to some are. There's a lot here. of people who come here poor still. Oh, uh, you know we definitely take people. You know obviously we yeah. take refugees and whatnot, but you know when we're talking about you know. Immigrants from Europe specifically, you know, a, a lot of the immigrants we take from Europe um, are disproportionately going to be more well off. And that's, you know, why we have these studies like, you know, someone comes from Sweden, they come over here, they do like pretty well. You know, I think that it would be you know, more indicative to look at, you know, how the average Swede does to the average, you know, American, you know, mm-hmm. in their own country. Well, look, we get a lot of Africans that come here and they are not well off and they do phenomenal compared to a lot of other demographics here. And the reason why they do phenomenal is because in their country, if you don't do it, if you don't push your, if you don't bust your ass, you die here. We you know, don't have we, that problem. We, we might have to table that, but I definitely, to my understanding, the you know majority of people, you know, from Africa, unless it's like some sort of refugee circumstance, um, they come here with substantially more money than you would expect from like the average person in those countries. Some of them do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not some, not, not some of the, I think it's the majority. Like, I think it's a, a very large, like I said, unless we're talking about like refugees and things that we take, you know, from like, you know, refugees that we take from the war in Syria and whatnot. Yeah. You definitely don't have to be a refugee, refugee in order to come here. I mean, you, you can be poor and come here from it's, any country. But I think, I think we can both agree. It's a lot more difficult to come here if you're Oh poor. yeah. And I, and I agree with you on our immigration system needing to be refined and, and be easier. Um, I've never been a fan of our immigration system. Um, yeah. I'm very, when I, I disagree with a lot of conservatives on a lot of different things, you know, the marijuana, I think it should be legal drugs. I think it should be legal. Um, gay marriage, I think it should be legal. Um, you know, uh, I disagree with a lot of conservatives on a lot of different things. I, I base my, my, um, my beliefs on two very simple platforms, freedom and equality. I believe that everyone should have the right to do whatever the hell they want, as long as it does not infringe on anyone else, anyone else's freedoms, rights, or property. And I believe everyone should have the equal 
opportunity to do that equal rights. Um, so that way you can do whatever you want. As long as it does not affect me, you are good. So you can do drugs, you can get married. You can, well, it doesn't matter. As long as it does not affect anybody but yourself, you should be able to do it. And that's, that's why I want America to be this way, because there's no other country in the world that is like that. I don't like the idea of trying to make America like everywhere else. It makes no sense to me. We are a very unique country. We're founded with unique beliefs. I believe we should be a unique country. I don't, I don't think that every country in the world should try to be the same, <clears throat> the same as each other. It doesn't make sense to me. Okay, all right. So you, you said some really interesting things, and I want to talk about those two core principles. But I'm curious real fast. Do you mm -hmm. identify as, like, a part of the Republican Party, or do you consider yourself more of an independent? Or, like, where I, do you kind of fall on that? I identify. As a re Democrat and Republican to me are just voting bases. You know, yeah. I, I like the more Republic voting style. Um, so I, I do vote Republican, depending on who's running, obviously. Um, I voted for Ben Carson in 2016, but then he lost, and I, so I voted for Trump. But I... Uh, I, I do kind of consider myself Republican and for that aspect. I don't, I don't really like tying myself to political parties because I could change any time depending on who's running and what their policies are. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I do, I I do consider myself that. a constitutional conservative. Okay. I see. I see. And so you, and that makes, you know, a lot of sense to me because, you know, you'll have like, you know, some pretty di big disagreements with, you know, like the Republican party, like what you brought up with drugs. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I feel the same way, like, you know, I well, prison reform too. It definitely oh. need massive prison reform. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh yeah, and so okay, so that now that's interesting. Do you feel like you find yourself agreeing more with Democrats on that, or is it just that you disagree with both parties and you have your own way of wanting to do prison reform? I really don't know what the Democrats' uh, policies are for prison reform. I know they're talking right now; their platform is like defunding and is totally reconstructing everything. Um, I just think that we need to have per per um, crime, we need to have actual bases written you know this this is what your structure is if you commit a crime for one time or you know your first crime your second crime you know there needs to be more foundation on what people can be committed at and just have instead of just having some biological person make these decisions okay interesting interesting well now um you know before we go too far down that rabbit hole i want to go back to your mm -hmm. your two your two principles um mm -hmm. and so for for me i also like freedom is like something that's really important to me mm -hmm. and i feel like it's the way that i see it is that like i like to look at freedom through I think when you're only looking at freedom through the narrow lens of like what government does or does not allow, I think that it's really easy to get caught into these things that like, like quote unquote are more free, but functionally are, you're a lot less free. And I, you know, I look at our healthcare system, you know, not to keep talking about that, but like, I think that like, if you have the freedom of going to whatever job you want, if you lose your job, you're not going to lose your healthcare. You know, I, I think that that you, someone is more free in that situation. If you can, you know, regardless, you know, cause there are people that, you know, they work no, for their they're, job. They're, they're they, not more free. They're just more privileged. There's, well, no, that's interesting. See, you know, I think that, like, like to me, to me, I think it'd be more free to say, you don't have to pay for this if you don't want it, but then you don't have it. Okay. Well, thank you. I don't want it. I'd rather have the extra money in my pocket. That's freedom to have that choice to say, I want it or I don't want it. See, so you know, now, to, to say you don't have that choice, you have to take it, you know, but you're going to have it no matter what. That's not freedom. That's just, that's just giving me some kind of gift that I don't want. <laughs> you know, and we, we definitely don't want to go, you know, I, I feel like we might just be talking then about a different definition of freedom. But like, do you feel then that like someone who has absolutely nothing, they are in the woods, they have, you know, are dirt poor, they have literally mm -hmm. nothing to them. Do you think that that person is more free than someone that you know, lives in Denmark, the average citizen of Denmark? Which, which person do you think is more functionally free in, in terms of ability to like, you know, to do the things that they might want to? I don't know what they're allowed to do in Denmark, but um, yeah, I mean, it, if you are, if you are totally free and let's say a, uh, let's say a nation where 
you're, there's no restrictions or anything, um, then yeah, you'd definitely be more free as a poor person. That's, see, okay, so, that, so, so you then grant then that your definition of freedom doesn't necessarily mean that you can privilege do, yeah, they're, do, they're do the things do the things that you want to because that's that's kind of how i'm thinking of freedom is, is your ability to want to do something and then you're no, able you to can, go do as it. a poor person you can still do whatever the hell you want i mean what's stopping them well i've been, I've been homeless i've came out of it oh well, no and i think that I've, I've known i've known a lot of people who've been homeless and came out of it um i know uh i i have my my best friend um grew up in chicago and he grew up in the crappy you know black kid grew up in the crappy uh school system and his mom's like, you know what? I want to make a better life for you. I'm going to move you to a better place with better schools. They ha- she has the freedom to do that, and she did. And he grew up. Now he's a police officer. Well, he's a correctional officer, you know. Um, but you know, it, we have that ability to do whatever we want. It's definitely very, part. very admirable, of course. And then, you know, obviously, your story—you you know, you went from being homeless to you have a podcast now. That's obviously that's a that's a pretty big jump up in the world. So obviously, <laughs> yeah, there there are um, you know things like that. But um, you know, when we look at say, for example, the U.S. ranks, I think in terms of economic mobility. We rank like substantially lower than like many other countries. I think we rank like it's all depends on your definition. You you know how many more millionaires we gained in the past two years? Well, but that's not economic mobility necessarily. Like, what what exactly are you talking? I mean, I mean, also- I mean, what what other country is going to have two point three million millionaires, first time millionaires? Especially well, during such a crappy a, time. We're also a massive country, so you definitely have to look at those things like per capita. Well, there's twenty there's twenty million millionaires in the United States, so two point three million is actually quite a bit. Oh, it definitely is, and I'm not saying yeah. That's just, two years. I mean, we, we have we have huge mobility. The problem is we're but we have but we have less. Just like empirically, we have less mobility than a country. But we like, also have a system that wants to keep people down. Now let's 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 dive into that a little bit. Now, what are okay. you, what exactly are you describing when you say wants to keep people down? Basically, punishes you if you want to get out of the system, for the most part. It's, it's we're going to gift you all of these amazing things, but if you want to work your butt off, well, then you're going to lose it all. But those other countries also have welfare, so that obviously, so that can't. But be. it's to all, it's to all citizens for the most part, right? No, no, no. Our, there our, are there, no, no, no. There are absolutely welfare programs in those countries that are specifically for people that are like down on their luck, that have just lost their job, that are you know poor. Oh, yeah, there are just but, other welfare systems that you know, such as their um, healthcare systems. But no, no, no. They have you know more traditional welfare like we do. But I mean, there's a lot of a lot of their uh, programs are for everyone. For the most part, you all oh, want healthcare. Abs- you all want schooling. You all want this. Everybody Absol- gets it. Absolutely, a, yeah. a lot of them are more universal. But we're talking about when you're talking about you know benefits that you might lose if you get a job, for example. They, they have those in those other countries. Yeah, I mean, every, I mean, we even we even have that as well. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Part. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But when, when you're saying that that's the government keeping it down, and that's why we have less economic mobility. No, than no, no. Other the, countries. the government, the government. It's not about you losing your job. It's about you living without having to work much. No, no, no. But but you said that the the programs, like your example of a program that's got mm-hmm. kind of like keeping people down, is a welfare benefit welfare, that you yep. that you that you lose when you uh, go up the economic ladder. You're yeah. saying that's an example of a government program in the U.S. that's keeping people down. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. is those other countries also have that. So, so where are they being more mobile than we are? Where are they growing more than we are? So the, the term economic mobility refers to like people mm-hmm. moving into different economic rings. You know, if you're in the mm-hmm. you know, bottom, you know, one, one fourth and then you move to, you know, the bottom, you know, the, the, the second from the top, you know, one fourth, um, things like that. That's like, that's what economic mobility refers to. Where is that? Where is that a big deal compared to us, though? I mean, our, our lower class obviously could move up if they wanted to. you're you're restricting to more of a culture than you are an actual government helping people get out of something 
Well, I feel like we've uh, we've we've gone off a little bit. So we were just I, I wanted to hear your your kind of reasons for why people in this country are being held down in a mm-hmm. way that in these other countries they're not. And, and mind you, I'm not saying that people are forced down. The government is not forcing them to. The government is just the way it is designed is allowing people to be held down, to hold themselves down. That's a better way of wording it, I should say. Okay. Um, so but, if but, they don't want to be held down, they don't have to. They choose to. I definitely, I, I definitely get what you're saying there. But I'm saying where is, what, what is unique to the U.S., at least in terms of what you're describing, that is different than those. Because, for example, let me say, I think that like, we definitely do have systems that keep people in lower economic rungs. But I don't think that they're the ones that you're necessarily describing. Like, for example, we have abysmal uh, prison rehabilitation. Like, ours mm-hmm. is just horrible compared to mm-hmm. a country like Norway. Um, yeah. And they have, like, phenomenal, you know, their recidivism rate is so much better than ours. And so mm-hmm. something like that, I think, you know, absolutely is going to pe- keep people on the lower economic uh, rung. But something like welfare, I think that a, a lot of times, you know, for every story you have of someone that, you know, maybe got dependent or whatever, um, you could have, you know, a, any number of people that also like, hey, this kept me afloat. Like, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, survive if i did this you know i think uh, what is it jk rowling uh she wrote like the harry potter book like on uh, mm-hmm. the first harry potter book on welfare and you know she, she wouldn't have been able to without that assistance um you know so I'm, we, we can always find like anecdotal evidence of people that uh either survived or didn't because of these programs yeah and i mean survival is up to the person really um it's, it shouldn't be up to the government to make somebody survive in other countries if that's how they want to run yeah i don't think that's how america should be i guess what um well, let's 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 get a little bit into kind of your philosophy. So, do you mm-hmm. do you are, are you against government? You said you're a constitutional conservative, but let yep. me let me let me kind of get a, a better picture of what your like ideal government would look like. Well, like I said, um, very very small government, small enough to the point where business could not corrupt it to make enough change to control the people. Um, small enough to where there would be no socialized programs. It would be a completely capitalist. Um, very low regulation, more power to the people. They want to form unions. It's up to them to do it. If they want to donate to help other people, it's up to them to do it where people have the choice and the government doesn't take their money to make the choices for them. People have to take care of their own retirement, take care of their own health care, where we have no regulations that allow more businesses to compete with each other across state borders and actually lower the amount of cost that there would be to a lot of businesses. Um, I just, I want a full economical capitalist system. Now, let me um, let me ask you now the, the question I was thinking of earlier. Mm-hmm. Are you opposed to right to work laws? Give me an example. So, a uh, right to work law is specifically refers to a it's a revel- so it's a very misleadingly uh, labeled uh, law. And basically, mm-hmm. it means if a if a company wants to form a union, like if the workers at a company want to form a union, they can't make uh, joining the union contingent on employment. So that's what a right to work law is. It basically prohibits you from being able to make it so that people have to join your union if they want to work somewhere. So it's, it's a government imposition, but it's framed from a way that it's uh, creating more freedom. So I'm interested, you know, kind of, you know, see how, how, how you feel about that. I say it again. So people, if they form a union, they can't what? So, OK, OK. So you're, you're a bunch of workers and you, mm-hmm. made, you formed a union. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't make the right to work law says that you can't make it where if someone new comes in, if they, they, they have to join that union, you know, because that's a, a big thing. You know, if you're going to you know, go work at a company and you, you know, have to join the union, then, you know, you're more likely to join the union, obviously. But a right to work law says that you can't do that. It prohibits, you know, private well, individuals it should, from it making It should be up to that. them if they want to join it or not. But see, see, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing is it's 
private individuals deciding this. So if the mm-hmm. private, so if the union negotiates with the company, they say, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously unions negotiate. If they say, hey, one of your hiring criteria has to be they join the union. This is, this is two private parties coming to this decision. And then, you know, the government, that's what a right to work law is, is it's prohibiting the union and the employer from coming to that agreement. So are you opposed then to right to work laws? I think that should be specific between that union and that work, that company. If that union, that company can agree on that themselves, then that's fine. The government shouldn't step in and change that now. It could yeah. be different between different governments or different companies and different unions, but it should be within those unions and those companies. Oh, I, I completely agree. But that's like one of the main things like a union is going to argue for. But we have, you know, a number of states in this country, you know, such as Alabama, that are mm-hmm. right to work, right to work states where unions mm-hmm. can't do that. And, you know, I always, you know, for often I hear, you know, conservatives talk about, you know, how they don't like regulations. Um, and like you yourself, you said that you're pro-union. But like that seems like a government regulation that is very, very anti-union. And so, you know, something, yeah, something I'm, to I'm think pro, about. I'm pro I'm pro power to the people. If people want to form their own union without having any government um, influence, then yeah, absolutely. I yeah, don't think the government should have any power within the union. And, and that's the problem with right to work laws is that they are influencing it just the unions in a negative way. But mm-hmm. because they're framed from the way of, oh, you have the right to work at this company, you know, whether or not you want to join the union, it makes people think, oh, it's, you know, a, you know some sort of anti-government thing, but it's actually government imposition. Um, yeah, we go down that rabbit hole. Um, you know, another thing with unions, too, that I'm not a big fan of right now, because um, I work in construction, um, they they keep our costs for our all of our state. Like anytime you want something done throughout the state, roads, uh, buildings, anything, the cost is so high because of unions. I don't work for a union. I've, I've had many chances to work for unions. And when they actually give us a, a sheet job to work for the government, the government requires our business to pay at specific rates that would be union rates. So we'd all make more money. But at the same time, that keeps the cost of our what we have to bid like three times higher than what it normally would be. So if we didn't have that issue and we could actually hire non-unions throughout the state, then we'd be cutting our costs down tremendously to fix the things within the state, whether it be roads or, or bridges or whatever. That's interesting. That's definitely an interesting thing. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's kind of hard to really break down unless you're looking at like specific numbers and everything. You know, I, mm-hmm. I know that definitely, you know, in my opinion and from you know, what I've read, uh, our economy did substantially better when unionization was like a lot higher. But, you know, obviously there's you know, people that would disagree with that. Um, but I'm, I was kind of curious what you were saying before about your ideal government. And you mm-hmm. brought up, you know, kind of the smallest government possible, basically. Mm-hmm. But I, I never liked this dichotomy of like small government versus big government, because I feel like, you know, for me, it's always been good v- government versus bad government. You know what I mean? I want the government to be a lot smaller when it comes to the military, when it comes to the oh, border yeah, and things like that. Me too. I, I think that um, military should be up to the people. You know, if we want to militarize, militarize ourselves, we can. You know, we're citizens that are part of a nation. Um, you know, the whole Minutemen idea, I like that. Now, now um, that's really interesting. You, do, mm-hmm. Are you saying you, you want to abolish the military, like get rid of it completely? No, I think that you can sign up for it through the military. It's constitutionally written that we're supposed to be able to protect our nation. So, I mean, if, if we want to sign up for the military, we should be allowed to. I don't think we should be forced to. Okay, so you're um, just talking about getting rid of the draft then? For the most part. But I think that if people, people themselves, they get, if, they, if they want to militarize themselves, they should be allowed to. They shouldn't have to join the military to do it. Um, okay, so you're saying, like, you would be okay with, like, we have our military, and then also mm-hmm. if we just have this, like, separate, I guess, military that potentially, like, wages war on, like, other nations? Is that what you're talking about? Not wages like war, like... no. Just, just kind of defends ours. If, if we if we get threats coming in from other countries, then we have our own citizens that could be, you know, on the call, basically. Interesting. That's, like that's a, very interesting. Like a Minutemen type of thing. 
<laughs> you say like Minutemen? Yeah. Like that, that that Disney movie? No, like like the Minutemen back when the English oh, were coming gosh. over. Well, that's embarrassing than what I just said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's embarrassing. That just showed my age a little bit. Um, but anyway, so um, then let me hear it. So you're against all government regulations then? Pretty much. Even though I believe that you know the government or the there's an amendment to the constitution that grants the uh, right to uh, regulate commerce, is there not? Commerce like meetings and commerce like you know like a transa- you know business transactions. Oh yeah, I do not like government mixing with business at all. But that would be the opposition of a constitutional conservative because we have it's it's in the constitution. Like like I said, I could be completely wrong on this, but I think that there's either <laughs> amendments or something in there about like the ability of the government to regulate. The, the, there's, that's the thing. There's there's a lot of amendments that were written. I mean, our, our bill of rights, obviously, I'm a big fan of, but I'm not a fan of a lot of the uh, things that we've had to amend already. Obviously, I'm not a big fan of slavery. I don't think that should have been constitutional in the first place. But you know, that was the culture back in the day. So but, so, but that was an amendment, though. We needed that on addition, in addition to the. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of things that I originally wasn't a fan of when it comes to the Constitution. Um, I am pretty fond of the way it is now. Um, I there's so many things that are intertwined with it now that I, I feel it is extremely complicated. You know, like the Roe versus Wade laws and stuff like that too. You know, I there, there's a lot of misconceptions with it. So I, I do, and I, and I think a lot of things are a little out of date, especially when it comes to, you know, our, our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Um, you know, the, the views that they had for what they would consider um, life, you know, right to life are different than what it would be today because science got involved. So we could talk about that topic separately if you ever wanted to. Oh, yeah, so, of course. So, so, yeah, the Constitution, I mean, I, I think is an amazing document, and I think we should follow it. But there's a lot of little details within it that I feel we could go over. Well, then let, let me ask you this, because if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, you believe that taxation is theft. I mean, the Constitution grants the government the right to levy taxes. Mm-hmm. So where, how do you reconcile that? I think it's theft. <laughs> but if, I mean, you're, we, but we, if your ideology... We weren't originally taxes. paying taxes. We were fighting against paying taxes, especially from England. Well, the, the, the argument was no taxation without representation, you know, and that's why I yeah. support D.C. statehood, Puerto Rican statehood. Um, you know, that's a separate talk. You know, I, I also don't believe in taxation without representation. But, you know, even the you know, founding fathers believed in taxation. They just didn't think it was cool for a king who has no, you know, yeah. bearing on what they do to tax them, which I, I would agree with. No, I, I definitely think if we get a well, that, that should be statewide then as well. I think if we get a state that doesn't want to be taxed, then the majority of that state should be able to have that control. Um, well, wait, I'm still curious though. But if the the Constitution definitely allows for taxes, and it you know says that we can't have taxes, the founding fathers also did not think taxes were theft. They thought that certain taxes were theft, as I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you how do you call yourself a constitutional conservative, but then say that taxation is theft? Well, I just argue for what I believe. I mean, we're allowed to do it, just like abortion is allowed right now. I don't agree with it, but I'm not going and breaking down abortion clinics or everything because they're allowed to do it. Um, I think that. People are allowed to make these decisions, but it doesn't mean I have to agree with them. I believe it's theft. I don't believe that we should be taxed, but other people do. So that's just, the, that's just a disagreement I have with them, but they have that right to believe that. 
Let me let me ask you this then, because you know, obviously, you know, obviously, I disagree. I, I do find it, you know, since this is more of a discussion, I've I've always found it interesting that the uh, you know kind of the socialist critique, you know, the Marxist critique is the labor theory of value, obviously, and this idea mm-hmm. that uh, surplus value is theft. I've always found it interesting that the libertarian critique and the socialist critique both agree that there is like some sort of theft taking place. They just disagree at where it's happening, and I've just always found that fascinating. What do you think? Well, I I don't believe that. I believe that you should be able to have whatever capital you want as long as you earn it. It's not theft if you earn it. If if it's a mutual transaction, then it's yours. If you're stealing oh. it, obviously, then no. I I didn't think you agreed with the labor theory of value. I was more just thinking. I, I always just thought it was interesting that you know these two what would seem to be opposite sides of the spectrum both feel like there's this like inherent theft in the system. Um, but what I was going to ask you is, so why do you believe that taxation is theft? I suppose because if they you know what you believe to be the document that the law of the land if it mm. allows for theft and theft is very much a legal term um, it, it, how, it allows how, for it if the people decide to allow for it right doesn't mean okay. that i don't have to think it's theft i guess but theft if i'm not mistaken is a you know kind of a legal definition yeah legal definition um you're taking something that i don't want you to take to spend on something i don't want you to spend it on to me that's theft so that's um, that's interesting because you know I believe theft is you know defined as a crime, so it inherently has to be a crime. But even then, so if we you know take the legality out of it, we what, have to. What would be a term that you'd call for theft, but non-legally? I think it would be stealing is the term you're looking for. I Maybe mean, it's there's less of a ring to it, but I, I think that's not the same. <laughs> I think you know people use them interchangeably, but I'm pretty okay. sure just because I've had debates with libertarians before, and I'm I'm pretty sure that theft is defined as like the crime of stealing. So stealing would be the. Oh uh, no, it's 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 legal, just like. Abortion is legally killing. I mean, it's, it's it's just it's not murder because it's not illegal, but it's still legally killing. So yeah, it'd be the same same thing. You are taking something that I don't want you to take. So you're you're stealing. I guess if that's the more proper term, then yeah, then taxation is stealing. So I guess this is you know kind of gets to it a little bit more. Is you know let's let's take the legality out of out of it. Mm-hmm. What do you because then there there if, if it's not theft because obviously you know taking something that you don't want someone to take from you that isn't inherently stealing because for example if I you know, take a uh, a water bottle from someone, and then someone later comes and takes that from me. You know, they didn't really steal from me because I stole it in the first place, right? Yeah, it was originally stolen. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it isn't. You know, th- there is some inherent belief that, like, there there's some rightful ownership to this. There's some, you know, claim. And where do you feel like that inherent claim? To when you earn it. When, no, when the, you, you know, oh, go the, on, go on. Yeah, the the, the person who spent their labor for the item and then the item is stolen that was stolen from them that those taken well now let me let me ask you this then. so you so do you believe that it's proper to retrieve stolen goods do you think that like tv it's not illegal to go take that tv back or not even illegal it's not immoral it's not wrong to go take that back no not at all yeah okay now let me ask you this then government mm-hmm. employees teachers for example mm-hmm. under your framework mm-hmm. they every every dollar they make is stolen mm-hmm. money is it okay for you to go take their money? Well, no, because they legally have that right. Just like, well, no, no, just no, no, like no, no, I can't, I can't. Like I said, we'll forget about the legality of it. We're talking about okay. the morality, morality of it, though. They, if, under if, your framework, yeah. Be, if be, they took my money, if they like, you're literally saying if they like came in out of my wallet, took my money, and said, "I'm taking this. This is I'm, I, I take this. This is mine." Yeah, hell yeah, I'm gonna go take it back. <laughs> that's that's the only kind of framework you could really use as an example for the situation for taking legality out of it. Well, let's say let's say then that someone takes your TV, and uh-huh. then they and then they sell it to someone. Mm-hmm. Can you go take your TV back? Yeah. 
but there, so there was a transaction there, a mutual transaction. But then why and that person the owes that person some money. <laughs> then why, wouldn't it, why wouldn't it be the same for teachers then? Why wouldn't you be able to? Because here's my thing. You know, I don't think it's theft. I don't think it's immoral. But so then mm-hmm. but under your framework, what would be immoral about taking the money from the teacher that received stolen money? Well, unfortunately, right now I could get in trouble for it. It's illegal. It'd be illegal for me to steal it back. Oh, or not to even take, illegal. take it back, not steal it back. Sure, sure. It wouldn't be illegal. Uh, or it would be illegal. But do, mm-hmm. what is it immoral? No. That's what we're talking about. No. Really? So going. So if mm-hmm. you somehow had access to a teacher's bank account and you mm-hmm. just downloaded all the funds, you would view that as if, moral. If I, if it was my money and I could record it to that teacher, then no, it would not be immoral. I'm sure. I'm sure that you've. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's it's obviously it's the taxes. It's you know all the money that's been taken yeah. from you. Yeah. I'm sure so that over, if, the, if over I, the course of if your I life, go and take my three cents from every teacher in the state, then no, it's not immoral. Well, you know, but that's the thing is it's you know obviously you can't track exactly where the exactly. money has been. But if but you so could, if the guy, no, it would not be immoral. Well, so if the guy stole 100 TVs, they all were identical to yours, just like all the currency is identical. He sold one of them. Can you TV? My TV, yes. But how, how do you know? If they're all identical, they're all the same. That's the this, same. this actually happens all the time. <laughs> um, people's things get stolen and they track them. And then the person who sold it or had the transaction, they actually have to get their, they try to get their money back. They're kind oh, of, no. they're, they're out of luck no matter what. So, I mean, this is how our system works. No, I agree. And I, you know, I think yeah. that there is a legal framework. But what I'm saying though, is that if we're talking morally, I also mm-hmm. would have no problem with the person, but I think it would be incredibly immoral to try and take this money from the teacher that earned it. And I'm trying to see where you kind of fall in on that. Now we're saying that, you know, you're saying that it would be moral to take the money from the teacher. It would be, it'd be 100% moral to take back what they took from me. Yes. Yeah. So like, so the dollar amount, and I see at least you're consistent. At least you're you know, logically consistent. But like, you don't see any you know qualms with the teacher. You know, earn that money. You know, trying to you know doing something that she thought was perfectly fine. Um, you don't no, see any. They, they, they should be mad at the other person, not me. They should be they should be mad at the person that offered them money that wasn't theirs. This is in- interesting. But that's uh, mm-hmm. don't you don't you think that would uh? So if you saw on the news that mm-hmm. someone went and they took all their money, all of a teacher's money, you'd say. As, as, that was just right there. If they moral. paid all of the money that they took, then and they, it was just to those exact teachers, then no, I would be fine with it. Well, obviously, you know, there'd be no way of exactly telling which money that's, that's went to which teacher. That's the key point. That's why this is kind of a hard uh, analogy to use because you can't actually track that. But if you could, hypothetically, if you could, track it'd be the that, same value. It'd be the same value, though. It'd be the same, you know. But it has value. to be from. It has to be the money that they took from that person and to that teacher. That's the, same the only physical way for money. this analogy so, to work. Well, let me ask yeah. you that then. So, if someone steals twenty bucks from you. Mm-hmm. And then you go to their house and take 20 bucks, but it's a different paper bill. Is that wrong? No. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course not. Yeah, of course. The, no. the, the value absolutely mm-hmm. plays a role. And so with the teacher, it'd be the exact same thing. Like, it'd be the same not, thing, be... though, because it would be into their bank account, so it would be the same $20 bill either way. I'd be taking a different $20 bill, but it'd be the same value. Exactly. It'd be the same value. So you yeah. would be okay with taking the money from the teacher. Yeah. If they took my $20. Well, the I teacher, the teacher didn't. The government did. And the teacher yeah. paid that into wages for the teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so like I said, so if you saw then on the news that someone stole, they stole, you know, they mugged a teacher at gunpoint, took a hundred bucks from her, you would say that that was moral what just happened. Well, yeah, but then they should be able to be charged for putting somebody at gunpoint too. They're they're, they're committing their own crime there. But yeah, they oh, should yeah, be allowed to take their money back. Talk, then, you know, obviously we're we're taking the legality out of it. We're just talking yeah. moral. Say we lived in some, you know, I guess anarcho society or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, the, the taking that money from the teacher at gunpoint would be a moral engagement in your opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's their money. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me ask you this then, because I, I still think that, you know, even I appreciate your consistency at least with that. Mm-hmm. But where exactly do you feel like, because, so let's say 
you you feel like taxation is theft. But if you are voluntarily consenting to take part in this system that is going to be taxed, you knowingly get a job knowing that you're about to be taxed. How is that not voluntary? Well, it's the government's the reason why they're taxing it. If the job themselves were taking a fee, then you had choices to pick between other jobs with that be a different situation. But right now, the government's taking it. Well, so I'm sure it, you. I'm sure you would agree, though, that like. Just well, because, we're technically that, in that analogy. We're all technically voluntarily accepting it. Doesn't mean we agree with it, but we're accepting it because we're being forced to. Because we have no say. We have no choice. Well, but so if someone, if they are in this capitalist utopia, and mm-hmm. there's you know five businesses, and and the five businesses only charge a certain wage. You wouldn't say that there, there's anything immoral about that just because no. the person just because the person has no other options. That's not how you're defining something. No, being well, the people people have more power than the businesses, but they could easily say we're not going to work here for that much money. You pay us more. But then again, in a capitalist society, those businesses would be trying to compete with each other anyway, so they'd be offering better that, to get more people to work for them than the other places would. So that wouldn't exactly work that I way. Th- I, I think you're missing the point of my analogy. I know, I know what you're saying, but no, I wouldn't have a problem with that if they offered the same amount of money. No, yeah, not at all. but you're just you're just saying that because there's no choices, that doesn't mean that it's not voluntary. And so I'm saying it, with you, yeah, sure, it, you can't find a business that isn't going to tax you. That doesn't mean that it's not voluntary. You're not still voluntarily choosing to go work for that business. Yeah, I don't have a choice. So, but, well, just like that, one person doesn't have a choice of which business they work to. They're all going to pay them the same. Still, you're saying one is moral, one's not. But you can't use that same reason when it applies to the one that you're saying is fine. So when you're going to compare the two, you think that you think that the one should be better than the other? I'm or not saying – I'm, I'm trying to speak to your framework because, you know, under, yeah. under well, your framework – It's the same situation. I'm saying which one would you rather have? I'm fighting one? for one, not the other. Well, no, but you're saying one is immoral and one isn't. And if, if there seems to be a contradiction there, in my opinion. Because if you're saying that just because you, you have no other options, that doesn't make it not a choice. Even though in the other system, you also have another option, no other options, but you're saying it is a choice. No. Okay, okay. So you choose to go work at a business, right? You're given the same scenario. You're given the two same types of governments. You're basically saying they're doing the exact same thing. It's the same situation. No, 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 no. The one is there is no government. There's just five businesses. They all charge the same rate. You have no, you have okay. no other, you have no other uh, places you can go. You're on an island or whatever. And there's only five businesses. They mm-hmm. all are offering the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying there's nothing immoral about that, even though no. the person has no choices. No. So I'm saying then when you're talking about the government, you can't use no choices as your argument for why taxation is immoral. It's kind of different. How is it different? Because I'm, that's, that's why I'm asking, though. Where is the difference? Because you're saying that your oh, taxes, no taxes are different than, than your wages. No, no, no. But it's you think of it as a fee, you know, a fee. That's, that's the equivalent is your is your fee of choosing to work at this business in this society. Now, you don't have to. You're free to not work, not work there if you want to. But you're and no, I see that. I have a, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding your analogy. You're basically saying there's five businesses that are charging the same wage but there's no taxes. And then you're saying that there's in a different system. There's five businesses that are charging different wages, but there's different taxes per, I mean, I'm not exactly understanding your, your difference here, what you're trying to explain to me. So the one is our system, our current system. That's, that's mm-hmm. the one example. The other is the Island with five businesses. And so with but, our but where's system, the taxes come in, there's, there's no, no taxes. There's no taxes on the, on the, the, the Island one. There's no taxes on that one. And you're saying though, that it's okay that that person doesn't have a choice. But what I'm saying is in our system, I understand that there's no choice, you know, if, but you, at the same time, well, you're still not with, being forced to work. No, but the one with taxes, they're actually taking money from you where the other one's not. 
but see, here's this. Okay, let's say this. Okay, it's it's not wages. It's it's prices. If you want to eat at this restaurant, they have they, they all charge the same amount, and they mm-hmm. all have a a fee, some some additional fee, and that fee is the same amount that a tax would be. But it's a private institution doing it, not the government. And now, just because all five businesses charge that fee, you wouldn't say that it's immoral because you're like, well, those person they don't have to eat at that restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Now, how is that not equivalent to you want to go work at a business, but the business, you know, there's taxes there. And, but you're, you're still choosing to go do it. You are going into the situation knowing that you'll be taxed and you choose to do it. Cause it doesn't work like that <laughs> in, in a, in a system where there's taxes, it's completely different than a system that I understand what you're trying to say, but it's a different situation. You're not going to have five businesses that are trying to compete with each other, trying to charge you more money. This is it's not going to work like that, but I understand what you're trying to say, but basically you're just laying out the same exact scenario just one has the word government over it and the other one doesn't but that's not actually how they both would operate the one with the government would be more forceful the one without the government would be more trying to get your business to compete with the other companies wait okay but i I think you're missing the point of the analogy though is that i know what you're saying you're just taking government out of the situation you're taking the word government out of the situation you're just relaying the same exact scenario just one's not a government it's more privatized but that's not going to happen well it's it's okay if you say it wasn't happen but you're saying it's fine in that situation I, I agree. This island with five businesses is also unrealistic. But you're saying that you're fine with that scenario. You don't have a problem with the scenario being unrealistic. You're well, saying in, in you're... reality, if there was no government and these places were governing themselves, it would be their own government. But I'm, what, what I'm saying, though, is if you are OK, you, if you don't care if the person has no choices, mm-hmm. because and, and that's a, that's island, they're effect, effectively acting as, you know, I guess a government, they have no if, other okay. choices. Let me just word it this way. If they're charging you fees for something that you don't want, then no, it's not moral. Period. It doesn't matter. If even though you don't have, even though you don't have to. Sh- for, now, this is fascinating. So when a private business charges you a fee that you don't want to have to pay, that's immoral? Yeah. Really? So if I, if, if, you it's, know, some, if it's not something that you're asking for, then yeah. If you're so getting if, hidden fees or if you're getting things for things that you didn't ask for, then yeah, that's not moral to do that. So you do have the choice in our industry to pick with between other companies or to stop or whatever. But in that scenario, yeah, you should not have to pay for something that you did not ask to pay for. So Comcast, you know, Comcast has some sort mm-hmm. of service fee that I don't yeah, want to have to pay. For the most part. I, yeah, exactly. That I don't want to have to pay. That's immoral. Comcast can't charge that service fee. Well, they can. And you well, have the choice to choose. Well, I guess I'm, I'm more saying that, you know, under, you know, assuming that we're saying that everyone should act morally. You're saying that they... Shouldn't be. I, it, I believe it is moral if they tell you what it is up front and you well, still have the choice. But if they, if they tuck t- it in there underneath their hidden fees, then no, that's not moral. But you're aware that you have to pay taxes up front. Yeah. Well, then. But see, that's what, that's that's the point of the analogies is like if you're saying it's OK in one scenario and not in the other scenario, it seems inconsistent to me. And so you're saying that it's OK with it, as long as they say it's up front. But the government also says up front, you have to pay taxes if you want to work at this business. Mm-hmm. But they're telling they're taking your money and spending in areas where you can actually spend your money yourself. You can actually have that choice. They're telling you that they're going to spend it for you. You know, these these business and I don't have a choice no matter what. I don't have but a choice. I mean, that's that's the equivalent thing with the business. I, I mean, work, the business... I pay, I, I buy something, I pay. The government takes it no matter what I do. These private businesses, they're actually giving me the choice. Hey, you can take us or leave us. You don't have to pay it if you don't want to. The government well, you, you says it doesn't matter. To, you, no, no, no. You don't have to go work if you don't want to. You do have to work, though. Well, or you can live under the government. Those would, are your two I would, choices. I would, so I, guess if, I would completely agree. that. But see, here's the thing. is Under your scenario, under your you know constitutional conservative framework, mm-hmm. you also have to work if you want to survive. And so it would be, mm-hmm. you know, just like that business, that, that island with the five you know places, you know, I guess you could go jump in the water. 
but and you know try and swim away but realistically you're going to have to take one of the places because you're going to need to work to survive and it's mm. the same thing in our scenario but so that doesn't that that can't be the difference then where's the money going that's the difference is, is this business taking the money for something that they are going to gain from without your consent with if you if you say yeah i don't want to pay that extra money then no it's it's against your consent and that's not moral if they're making you pay it anyways, it doesn't matter if it's privatized or government. Well, they're, they're not making you pay it, but they're saying if you want to come eat here, you're going to have to pay. Just like the government is saying, if you want to come work here, you're going to have to pay the taxes. Yeah, no, if, if it's something extra that they're making you pay for in order to have their service, then yeah, that's, that's immoral. So a, com- so a company that says if you want to work here, you have to, you know, part of your wages are going to go to uh, pay for your, uh, your, your uh, uniform. That's immoral? You should be able to have that yourself. If you should be able to to say you can buy that yourself. You but wouldn't just, that be... Isn't, isn't that your whole thing, though? Is that it's not immoral because the person can choose not to work there if they don't want to. Yeah, they don't have to. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to work there. So if the business says take it or leave it, you're going to get a job here, but you're gonna, your wages are going to have to go to your uniform. That's the same thing as the government. That's true. Exactly. So how could you be okay with one and not okay with the other? If you're paying like a... Saying like, like I have to pay... Yeah, I don't think that's well. Be your choice. But it is your choice in the sense that in the sense that you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to work there if you don't want to. We're not talking about what would be more practical. We're talking about your your argument is that if you don't want it, then you don't have to work there. How is that not the exact same thing with the government? If you don't like it, then you you don't want to have to certain things in Well then if you don't work there. Well, if you don't want you to do have, have to, the choice, I understand you're saying you do have the choice to work. No, there. no okay. Then let's to, forget, but... forget worth it. If you, you okay. don't want to have to eat there, they're both paying in the situation. It's a restaurant that you have to pay mm. to eat at. You know, one, there's a service mm. fee that goes to the ambiance. One is a tax that goes to the roads. Both mm. situations, you don't have to go eat there, but you choose to. Yeah, you choose to because you are okay with it, right? You exactly. have that choice. Well, see, okay, now I think that we're falling into a little bit thick. Is that we're, we would both agree, though, that is it, is it really a choice if you have no other options? But, but you do. That's the kicker. You do. The government, you don't. Wait, wait, wait. With free enterprise and capitalism, you do. I have to tell you, though, if you don't want to work, the government will not make you go work. No, they'll pay see, you not to work. Well, okay, <laughs> even better. Wait, 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 wait. I, I know that that's like you're, you're the zinger. But what I'm saying is, though, is that you're saying that you, you have to work, but you don't. Mm-hmm. You, the government will not make you pay taxes if you don't go work. This is a transaction. You're no, they, they make you pay taxes if you want to buy anything. Exactly, but that, that's the same They make you, you pay you, taxes if you want to stay in a certain area, if but you want to live in a certain spot. Well, just like, you know, you're going to have to pay If you want to use roads or anything. If you, yeah. you want to live in a certain area, if you're just going to go on the road, if you're just going to be on public property, they're not going to make you pay. You don't have to pay taxes. Yeah, yeah, I guess when I was homeless, I didn't have to pay any, pay any taxes. Well, and I think we can both agree, though, that that's not optimal. But that's kind of what you're saying, though, in both scenarios. In both scenarios, I guess you can choose to be homeless and not have to pay anything. But we both agree that that's, you know, kind of silly. Yeah, no, it's silly that you'd have to pay for something you don't want. They're being forced to pay for something but you don't I could, want. But I could just as easily say, hey, when I go to the market, I want this apple. I don't want to have to pay for the apple. I, w- I just want the apple for free. That's different. How is that different? Because you're actually wanting an apple that somebody else has. It's their property. And you want to go work in this territory known as the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be taxed? What's the difference? It's not, it's not uh, am I buying that property? Is that my property and the government no longer has control over it? No. That's not how well, that I works. Mean, I guess I you think rent it. 
Okay, exactly. So it's so it's not your property then, and so you're choosing to participate in it. Yeah, it's really nobody's property. Well, it'd be the government's property, which is the people. The government government is the people. I completely agree. I mean, that's also. I mean, that's also a fundamental reason why I don't think it's that. Um, yeah. No, it's it's we're paying for something that nobody owns. We're paying for something that nobody owns, but everyone nobody, owns nobody, it. As a, nobody technically owns the land. The government, by title, owns it, but nobody's the government. The government changes people all the time. Yeah, the, the government you know, is just the foundation for the most part. The citizens of the United States, you know, we all, I guess, collectively own it. Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's basically so you're renting it from everybody else. Exactly, but so that's that's, that's like kind of that's kind of my point, though. So if you don't want to rent. Go somewhere else. Just like you would tell someone. Mm-hmm. I guarantee in a capitalist society, if someone, if there was all a bunch of, if it, it was all rental properties, and you said, mm-hmm. but I want to, I want to be able to buy. You'd say, go find somewhere else then, right? Yeah. No, you, we exactly. consider well, buying, then, but we're not, we're really not well, buying. No, 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 no. But I'm saying in a capitalist society, even if mm-hmm. someone wanted to buy and only rentals were up for grabs, you would say, well, then, you know, that's tough. You know, you got to go somewhere else. How is that not the same with the United States? If you want to be able to, I guess, have this exclusive control where you don't have to pay taxes, you don't have to do anything, then, okay, go, I guess go into international waters and, you know, do you. But, like, that's it. how is yeah, that not equivalent this, to this capitalist society? Th- this whole argument is about me saying that that's how it should be and that's not how it is. There's a big difference between saying that that should be acceptable or it shouldn't be acceptable. I'm saying this is how I view it should be because that's what you asked me. But you're saying, well, then why don't you accept it the other way? And I'm telling you between the way that I believe it should be and the way that it is now, there is definitely a difference between what should be acceptable and what should not be acceptable. But what I'm trying to get at is like what makes it unacceptable? Because in your system, Mm -hmm. the same critiques that you're levying could be applied to your system. But those wouldn't be in there. They wouldn't be in there. That's that's what I'm not understanding. This this whole roundabout thing that we're doing is you are engaging in the system that is already there, trying into the world that I'm suggesting should be, and that's not how it is. But the you're trying system, to say, but you're the system that you should take. Yeah, the system I'm suggesting there would be none of that. This is system you're suggesting though would have these things where if somebody wants to participate in society, there are costs that come along with that. How so? When we first came here to America, there's basically nothing. You didn't pay for the police. You didn't pay for anything. When we first came to America, we didn't. Well, I mean, we didn't have police. But I'm saying we, when we first engaged into these systems, when we first, these were all privatized. Everything was privatized. The fire department, the police department, everything was all privatized. The roads were privatized. Everything was privatized. We had to slowly work into this where we were starting to tax everything. But these people all collectively agreed to form this government, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so do you... more of it more of it by force, I think, than anything. Elaborate on that then. Well, it's almost mob rule in some instances. You get a lot of people that don't want it, and the other people that are poorer and have less than them say yes we do and they win. If three people own a piece of land, is it not like I mean how do you how do you think that decisions are made on that like piece of land? What do you mean? Well, because you're saying you seem to have a problem with mob rule, but I mean, if the you know the if they say, hey, we're all going to decide what we do, we're going to vote the three mm-hmm. of us, and two people vote that way. I mean, that's not mob rule. That's they all decided, hey, we're going to vote, and this is how the cards are going to fall. Yeah, well, I mean, you, if you have if you have two people that have money and you have thirty that don't, and thirty people that don't have money, you know, they vote to where to spend the two people that have money, where they spend their money. That's basically mob rule. You, you're telling you're telling those two people what they're going to do with their stuff. Even now, though they don't own it. 
So if all, so if you, you and your five friends, if you guys say, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to go on this trip and we're all going to pitch in, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, collect, you know, some sort of canned goods while we're on the trip. I don't know. But you collect mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff and we say, hey, we're all going to evenly split this stuff up. You know, we're going to get it. We're going to collect it along the way. And at the end, we're going to split it up. And so two people, they, you know, collect. You agree on that ahead of time, yeah? Yeah, they agree on that ahead of time. Right? Uh-huh. Just like we've all agreed ahead of time that we're going to be paying taxes. No, we're born into it. You're born into it. Okay. Let me ask you this then. If, mm-hmm. if, if five people own a piece of land mm-hmm. and they set up this little communal society, you know, it's wonderful. They all own everything. They all do it. And then two of the people, they have a kid. And then they mm-hmm. let the kid grow up on the piece of property. They say the kid grows up there. They nurture them. They feed them. They let it partake in mm-hmm. everything. And then they tell the kid when the kid comes of age, they say, hey, just so you know, if you want to stay here, that's cool. But you're going to have to chip in. You're going to help, have to help with the chores. You're going to have to help us out. Yeah, you, you have can, no choice. Yeah. No, 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 no. You can leave if you want to. Mm-hmm. And so the kid can leave if they want to. Or they can continue chipping in from this society that they benefited from their whole life. Mm-hmm. So you're basically taking a, a nation that was not built like, like you're suggesting and slowly turned into that. And you're saying that we should just continue to do that and make it more like that. And that's okay. Where I'm saying that we should go back the other way, give more people their freedoms back, because that's the way I believe that America should be, because that would be very unique to this world where everybody is going in the direction that you want to go in. Wait, 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 wait. I would like to stay on that. And now would, would it or would it not be wrong for that family to tell the kid that they, you know, can chip in if they want to or they can leave? Well, yeah, is it's that- their property. It's their, it's their economy. It's their property. Yeah. So, so, but, but then, right. but then your argument that if we, uh, just because we're born here, that, mm-hmm. that means we had no choice. Well, we can leave. Whenever your we your question to. was, do I find it moral? Do I find it right? Now the answer is no. I said, we are forced to do it obviously, but it doesn't make it okay. Well, we are, you're saying we're forced to do it, but we have yes. the choice to leave just like the kid has the choice to leave. Not necessarily. No, we're forced to do it. You are, you're are born, we, you are born in one specific area and you from basically, I guess, youth or childhood or whatever, you are forced to partake in that. You have no choice. You can't just, like, just, you just, can't like, just go just as like a three-year-old and go live into another country. No, no, that's you what are, I'm saying. You though. are born into it. As a kid, as this kid, that was the five people on the piece of land. They created mm-hmm. this communal society. The kid was born. The kid grew up in this land. Obviously, they couldn't leave. They were a baby. The baby couldn't just leave. All right, let me, let me flip then, this on you once. All right, let's, let me hear let's, let's say we live in the opposite. Let's say we live in a land that doesn't have that, but you want to live. You want to have taxes. You want to have all these things. We say, well, then go somewhere else. What's the difference in your, your analogies? Oh, I, I don't think it's different at all. If, if, you, if what you're describing existed, if we didn't have a government, I would say, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Like, I would, you know. I would have to leave if I wanted to yeah, somehow. So, so tell this whole this whole dispute is about what I believe is right or wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm not forced into it. It doesn't mean I have to do it. I can change it. It changed once already. What's the difference with me trying to change it back? That's what this is about. This isn't about me having to learn how to live in this new society. This is about me wanting to change it back to the way it was, and that's it. You know, obviously it changed in the first place. I if we're gonna, if we're going to go off of this, it was actually closer to the way I wanted it first, and now it turned into what you like. So. If anything, it should be like, well, why don't you go live somewhere else if you don't want it the way that I want? You know, well, it no. changed because people wanted it to change. Now people like me want to change it back. As a constitutional conservatives are trying to do, we're trying to change it back to the way it was because we believe that is more proper. Well, that let is me, why let we're me, back and forth. That's why we have government and, and politics in the first place. Let me clarify that. I, I definitely <laughs> don't think that you shouldn't be allowed to advocate for what you're advocating for. But mm-hmm. I'm saying, though, that when you are claiming, um, I don't want to say moral high ground, but you, when you're claiming that your system is more moral, you're claiming not, that your system... I'm not claiming morality. I don't give a shit about morality. 
But when you when you appeal to things like taxation and stuff, that's a, that's an appeal to morality. You're not talking about an empirical. No, thing. no, it's it's, it's, it's equality. Um, let's say let's say um, abortion. Okay, abortion. You're legally able to kill. There's only one situation where you're allowed to kill. That is abortion. All other forms of killing are illegal. That's not. I mean, that, wait, right? that's, that's so, not true. So, that's not, wait, that's not true at all. I mean, we have you know the military. We have uh, obviously we have the death penalty. And frankly, I mean, I don't. I that's mean, true. We, that's we, true. That's true. We okay. can do, we well, can these, do these, these are these are forms where you're able to legally kill, but you're not allowed to legally kill in any other way, right? There's specific scenarios where you are allowed to kill, right? There that's are. Not, that's not equal. It should be that you should either be able allowed to legally kill anybody for any reason, or you should not be allowed to at all for any reason within our <laughs> within our states or our, our. You know what I mean? I mean that can, is uh... that is how it should be. That is how I view it. I mean, we got, uh, you know, I think we got a little time left. We can, we can talk about abortion if you'd like. You know, if you, I, I don't think that, you know, what you're describing uh, describes abortion. Um, but I, I think that this is a fascinating thing. So, so you're opposed to the death penalty and the military then? Yes, for the most part. I believe that death penalty should be in the form of a life sentence. Oh, yeah. So, so that would be opposed to the death penalty. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you're also saying that you would be opposed to the military then because this subset of people. And also policing. You'd be opposed to policing. I mean, I'm okay with privatized policing. Now, this this is this is fascinating. Then, so mm-hmm. you would be okay with this private police exerting force people that do not want this private police to exert force over them? Well, no, it would be it would be whoever areas that you actually hire the police to serve. You know, if you can't afford the police to survey in your area, then you can't afford it. Exactly, but so if they, you're they wouldn't saying, have jurisdiction in that area. But you're saying though that the the police, but wait, wait. So you're okay with? So you're all for like defund the police and everything. You want to get rid of government policing? I would. I'd be okay with getting rid of government policing. Really? So you you mm-hmm. are all uh, uh, not even defund the police then? Abolish the police? No, because you still have the police. Obviously, the 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 term abolish the police colloquially mm-hmm. refers to government police. So you yeah, do no, support the I, I am I am fine with getting rid of government paid police, but I also don't mind having government paid police because that is part of our constitution. Well just Same like tax, fire department just, and everything else. Just like taxes. Taxes are part of the constitution. I don't think fire department's part of the constitution. Mm-hmm. Yep, fire department, um police, this all within the same um amendment. That's that's interesting. Um but taxes are also in the constitution. They are, which is why I have to accept them. But it doesn't mean that I can't fight to try and get rid of them. Can't fight and change them. But if you're saying that it's okay because... But you're saying, though, that you don't think anyone should have the right to kill. So you're saying that then we mm-hmm. should get rid of the police. Well, police don't have to kill people. But they do. They, should, they, they shouldn't be they killing have people. The, they have the ability to. Yeah. If, if you are attempting at somebody else's life, you are a, a forfeiting your own. So in any scenario where somebody is attempting but we, somebody's I mean, we life, they're forfeiting We both know them. that the police, the police shoot people for reasons other than that. Oh, yeah. And I believe those people should go to prison for a very long time, if not for life. Who do you advocate for controlling the police if you don't want a government? The people. The people. And mm-hmm. how would they decide? How would, how, where would, how would this court come about? The same way it would now. It'd just be a little more uh, structured. <laughs> but but if you're opposed to taxes, though, then you you you're not like a small government. You're opposed to any government. No, I'm just small government. How is that possible? How would you fund that small government? Well, people can volunteer if they want. So then, though, that you do effectively support abolishing the government and how we think of the government. No, I I do think it is okay to pay for a small government. I do believe that. Um, 
as much as I hate it, I do believe that simultaneous is okay for certain situations. Um, I believe that maybe it should be in the forms of something else. If you want to vote, you pay to vote or something like that. Something along the way is you pay for what you get um, more than it's just forcefully taken from everybody. If you, so, if you, if you want a right to say what's happening in our, our, our politics, then you have to pay to vote or you have to do something um, wait, but, more but voluntary. These, po- these politics that have jurisdiction over everybody. Mm-hmm. So, but if, so if only people that you know, could pay voted... So then poor people would have zero say over their government. For the most part. I mean, that's how it used to be in the first place, to be honest. It was just landowners or government, you know, taxpayers, landowners that were able to vote in the first place. But I'm sure we both agree that that's bad. Yeah, I do agree that's bad. Actually. <laughs> so I think, you know, I think that, you know, we, we all heard of poll taxes before. And, you know, actually, interestingly, segues into, you know, our, our debate tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I know you said you only wanted to go an hour. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Uh, I mean, we can keep talking for a little bit. The, yeah, the yeah. only issue I have is after an hour, my audio goes kind of wonky. Oh, okay. So I'm well, hoping it doesn't. So yeah, me, <laughs> me too. Yeah, because sometimes it gets laggy, and all of a sudden there'll be big pauses in between, or it'll seem a little off sync. Like you'll be laughing at something that I said like five minutes ago. So I'm just hoping that doesn't happen. I'll just make sure to laugh the whole time. That way, <laughs> in case you make a joke, it, it comes off as a laugh. No, I, I do believe in the smallest government possible. Um, I do know that there, there has to be ways to pay for it. I'm not 100% sure how that would happen. Um, I just don't want the government to be too big to the point where you could have crony capitalism, where big businesses could pay the government to influence um, them to have power over the people. I think the people should at all times have more power than the government. So I also I, I agree. I think crony capitalism is a giant problem. Um, mm-hmm. Do you support an you know, amendment to the Constitution or some sort of regulation that prohibits corporate spending on uh, elections and whatnot? Uh, to some degree. Um, I think that there should not be, you know, there should be limits, but there already is that in place. Um, well, not with like super PACs and stuff. That, you know, that's kind of the problem. With yeah, PACs. I mean, there's there's ways around it. There's there's always going to be loopholes. Doesn't matter what laws you put in place, there'll be illegal. Um, you know, which my, is unfortunate. You know, I, so, but then, so would you support then like banning corporations from donating to politicians? Because you know, corporations not a person. People, you know, people a- can. I don't think corporations should. I completely agree. And, you know, that's a problem with Citizens United. And Citizens United said, you know, a corporation is like a person. So they have the same rights as a person in terms of donating. Um, I, I think they have certain rights as a person when it comes to their business and, and allowing uh, customers and stuff like that, but not when it comes to certain things. Yeah, no, yeah. But so you would um, you would support that. It's a, some sort of massive. Now, how do you recognize only people really advocate? Because, like, what is your kind of number one issue? It sounds like crony capitalism is a pretty big one. Is there, like, is that your kind of number one issue? It's big, big government. The government being big enough to have that much power over the people in the first place. Because without that, crony capitalism wouldn't be a thing. We wouldn't even be able to do anything. Well, then, you know, I, I've heard that argument before. But then it kind of becomes the, uh, the corporations just have all the power then. You know, we get rid of the government. The government really. sort of acts as... They become pretty... I mean, what you're, what you're almost advocating for is government to have all the power. More than, oh, than the corporations of the people. So you're Absolutely. talking about one giant monopoly compared to a bunch of maybe small ones. I do support like decommodifying certain things like healthcare. Um, and, you know, I think that there's a lot of evidence that supports uh, something like that. But what were you about to say? You talking to me? Oh, yeah. Did it cut out for a second? Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Um, you said that I support monopolizing everything. Is that what you're saying? That I support government taking over everything? I'm saying if you if you want the government to kind of take control, almost like a like a communist type of system, then you're talking about one giant monopoly having control over everything. Yeah, and that's definitely not what I support. I definitely don't advocate for that. 
Yeah, I think that there's yeah. a mix, you know, a mixed economy. But that's the thing is that if it's just privatized, then for example, if you know a corporation owns you know the only water or whatever, I mean they're effectively acting you know as a government that controls everything. Yeah, I mean that's not possible. There isn't just one water well, but <laughs> I know what you're but saying. But if if there's just one you know one town that has a scarce resource, or for example, if there's a corporation that owns all of or something like that. You, know, you run into these same problems. You know, you have a problem with crony capitalism because the corporations have too much influence. But then, if the corporations just own everything, or I guess the large bit private entities, not corporations. Well, you, you either go one way or the other. You have businesses that can own certain things, or you have one big government that owns everything. Or we could have a government that regulates the businesses. I think the people do just fine. I don't think you need a government to do that. I mean, technically, the government is the people, so you're just. But so then, so then you are fine then with, because that's the thing. If you're saying the people can handle it, and then you mm-hmm. say the government is the people, mm-hmm. then you, yeah. But, but one one takes money to do it, and one it allows people to spend their own money to do what they want. Yeah, but one's both, giving the people to get involved if they want to get involved, and the other one's saying, nope, you don't have a choice. Give me your money. But we we both agree though that a certain amount of taxation is necessary. Yeah, like, but you're talking about doing more taxation. You want to you want to pay more taxes for a lot of things. You want to take taxes out of certain things like military and so on, but you want to pay more money for certain things with taxes. And I don't think that people should have to. If I don't want health care, I should not have to be forced to pay for something I don't want. If I don't but, want schooling or college education, I just should not have to be forced to pay for that for the rest of my life for something I've never had or want to use. But so you but then you did grant, though, that you're uh, in your ideal society, that there would be some sort of taxes. There would be you know, something. And so what would you say mm-hmm. then to the even further libertarian that says that's immoral, what you're we shouldn't have any taxes. How would you, what would you be your argument to that libertarian? So we do need these. Well, I mean, I, I would probably agree with him more than anything. I'd be fine not having any than I would be having a little bit. I'm, I'm in between on those two. It doesn't really matter to me either. It's fine. His probably is more moral than mine, um, which is fine. I'm just taking the less moral route. If he wanted no taxes and I wanted some, I believe that his route would be more moral than mine would. But... I believe in order to make the government that I believe would work best function, then I would have to take some. Just to keep the government, which I believe their only purpose should be to protect our rights and our freedoms and our property. That should be it. That should be the, the only sole purpose of the government. That's what I believe they should do. I believe that it takes a certain amount of capital in order to run that. The more systems we add to it, if you add um, health care, you add education, you add um, transportation, roads, all this, if you're adding to the government, you're, you're building more areas within the government that takes more people to hire to pay um more insurance i mean you are you are adding a huge sum of money to build this giant empire called the government that you know you didn't essentially need to pay for in the first place i might have lost you you there